Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Dara L., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, December 27th. We are reading from the big book, page 51, the second paragraph. We asked ourselves this, ending with airplane travel was in full swing. Um, Today's readers are Anne C. will be reading the 12 steps. Nancy R. from New York is reading the 12 traditions. Nancy R. from Illinois is the reader of the big book text. And Susan S.H. is reading A Vision for You today. So thank you all for your service. The reference numbers for yesterday, um, Monday the 26th of December, are for the 7 a.m. meeting, 19,787. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, 19,788. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees. Oh, there's some background noise. Um, There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Anne C. to read the 12 steps of OA. Um, Please read for us, Anne. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for his knowledge of his will for us 
and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And I'm Ann C., a recovered compulsive overeater. I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ann C., for your service. I will now ask Nancy R. from New York to read the 12 traditions of OA. Um, Go ahead, Nancy R. Thank you. Thank you so very much, Dara L. And I'm Nancy R., a grateful compulsive overeater in New York. The 12 traditions of overeaters anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I'm so grateful to be doing service with you, Dara L., and good morning, everyone, and thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Nancy R. from New York. Grateful to have you. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Although we value everyone's experience, strength, and hope, this meeting requests that you limit your share to every third day to give everyone a chance to share. So if you shared Friday or Monday, please hold back today. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. 
Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 51, the second paragraph. We asked ourselves this through airplane travel was in full swing. And Nancy R. from Illinois will be reading for us today. Um, go ahead, Nancy R. Good morning. It's Nancy R. from Northwest Illinois. I'm a retired compulsive overeater. We asked ourselves this. Are not some of us just as biased and unreasonable about the realm of spirit as were the ancients about the realm of the material? Even in the present century, American newspapers were afraid to print an account of the Wright brothers' first successful flight at Kitty Hawk. Had not all efforts at flight failed before? Did not Professor Langley's flying machine go to the bottom of the Potomac River? Was it not true that the best mathematical minds had proved man could never fly? Had not people said God had reserved this privilege to the birds? Only 30 years later, the conquest of the air was almost an old story, and airplane travel was in full swing. Uh, so, um, I'm just thinking as um, I read this text about how biased and unreasonable I am in so many ways. Um, in the realm of the spirit of what my higher power can and will do in my life. Um, and wow, you know, like what my higher power can and will do in my life. If I continue to work this program and to, um, you know, wake up in the morning and spend time with my higher powers in my prayer and meditation in the 11th step. Like, what biases and unreasonableness do I have about what my higher power can accomplish that those practices bring me closer to realizing the freedom and the healing and the life that is available to me you know, I can um, think of so many things since this Wright Brothers um, uh, example that have been accomplished that, you know, 20 years ago were in science fiction and we were like, oh, yeah, right. That's never going to happen. And um, now, you know, we have uh, robots that have human-like form, robot-like form, and um, can do things that we never thought they could. And artificial intelligence that um, writes essays and uh, stories. Um, it's just incredible. And if I take that incredible, like awe, and bring it to my higher power and what what is available through leaning in and letting this higher power direct and guide my life and my thoughts and my feelings and my actions is just breathtaking. Um, you know, and my, 
my um, human earthly self is just so wanting to go out and be in charge and be restless, irritable, and discontent when things don't go the way I think they should go. And that's my bias and my unreasonableness about the realm of the spirit. Like if I just let it go and lived in the realm of the spirit, what amazing life and service and love it's available. Um, so uh, I will pass with that. Thanks. Hey, thank you so much, Nancy R. from Illinois. Perfect timing. Um, so now I'm going to take a list of names. If you haven't shared um, recently and would like to share today, please press star 1 and say um, just your name and first initial only. Press Katie star 1 Z. to unmute. Um, Great. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. Gotcha, Katie. And who else would like to share with us today? Press star 1 to unmute and just say your name and first initial. Larry K. Priscilla A. Patricia C. Okay. Um, gotcha. So I'm just going to say who I got because I missed a couple people. So I got... Katie G, Larry K, Priscilla, I got someone with the last initial A, Tricia C, um, and then someone who would come in faintly. Um, so if the person with the last initial A and the other person who would come in could just state their names again, that would be great. Terry J. Terry J, okay. And who had a last initial A? Maybe that was Terry. Okay, um, I think I can take a couple more people. Anyone else like to share? Okay, let's go with that lineup for now. So I got Katie G, Larry K, Priscilla, who will give her last initial when she shares, Trisha C, and Terry J. So go ahead and share for us, Katie G. Hey, Dara, thanks for your service. This is Katie G, recovered in Boston. And um, I looked up some words just to consider things. So biased means prejudice, right? So my old ideas and unreasonable, which is no good sense. And um, it just reminds me, um, I can be the I know guy, right? Like, it takes a lot for me to say things like, I don't know, or I'm a human being. In fact, I used to do resentment turnarounds on people who said, you're just a human being, <laughs> because I was like, but that's not enough. I'm a human being and I'm an addict. Like I always had to be more unique. And that relates to this paragraph because, you know, for me, it takes a lot of ego reduction to say I don't know. And from the time I was a little girl, before I used alcohol, before I used food, um, I just felt like I had this hole in the soul. And I wanted so desperately for something to fill it up. And I thought that... God was great, and the only way I could get to God is if I did, you know, all the right things. And um, I was in a lot of fear, a lot of fear. And when I'm agnostic, I do what I did for the last couple years. 
which is I get in a lot of fear. I don't trust that God can do better. And so I start lying and I start taking back things that are so awful. Um, For example, I start getting on the scale. I start exercising bulimically. And then I still say I'm recovered, right? And um, because I don't, because I want to be the I know guy. And if I'm the I know guy, God can't get in. And the best thing that ever happened is um, a woman who I was friends with, best friends, you know, for 10 years looked at me and said, you're dead, Katie. You know, I had a lot of frothy emotional appeal, but I didn't, I didn't know how to connect to God. The scale was my God, being thin was my God. Those were the only things. And so for me today, the way this is so important is I have to remember that, um, that there is a better plan. Like, Katie, you're just one among many. You're not special. You're not unique. You are God's beautiful daughter. And, and God has a plan for you. But can you set aside your fear? Can you set aside your desire to matter, to be someone, to have a loud voice? And just trust that inner voice. And today, there's an inner voice guiding me to live my life today. And I don't want to do it. I have to travel with my family. I don't want to pack. It doesn't matter. God has directed me. So that's what we're going to do. Hang on to your seats if you're new. There is, there is a life beyond anything you could ever fathom. And we get to live it today for Prime. And with that, I pass. Great. Thank you so much, Katie G., for your share. Um, Larry Kay, go ahead and share for us. Hi, Dara. Good morning. Larry Kay, uh, recovered compulsive reader, and I'm from Chicago. You know, I'll, I'll focus on, in this paragraph, it talks about, it alludes to, to, to pr- uh, Professor Langley, right? And he was, uh, what was interesting about here and where, where I'm informed about this, this guy and how it relates to what we're talking about, he was a renowned physicist. He was one of the... Um, he he was he was a director of the Smithsonian Institute. He was one of the the early directors. He was a professor at the University of Pittsburgh. This guy was was well known in in, in the world at that time of of aerodynamic research and so forth. And so when he you know before the Wright brothers when he created this flying machine you know and it 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 you know it was like a, it dropped out of the sky like a you know, he made his best effort, but it was like a cement, and it just dropped out of the sky right into the Potomac, and he tried. And and what the press did is they, and many others, even in the world of academia, they said, you know, look, th- this is not possible, right? Good try, but this is not possible. Man uh, was not meant to fly. That's for the birds. And so let's stop trying. And you know what most many people did? They bought into that because of his background, because he was so well regarded. And meanwhile, you had. Lost you, Larry. Oh, there we go. Okay. So, but in 2022, we have people that are recovering. They're claiming they're recovering. And yet still within society, you know, we look at it and we say, well, you know, do they have the, 
Do they have what it takes to, to, you know, can I believe these? Can I trust in these people? Do they have the background? And what we've learned is, no, it was, it was you know, God chose people like Bill and Ebby and some of these early people. And still in 2022, he's, he's bringing people that don't have, you know, necessarily the backgrounds, but they have, they have their experience and it's an experience of depth. And that's what's so powerful. We can recover today. It's an extraordinary thing that we can recover today. With that, I pass. Thanks so much. Tara, plus star one, tell you. Oh, great. Sorry about that. I was blabbering away. So, um, Larry Kay, thank you so much for your share. Um, Priscilla will be next, followed by Tricia C. Go ahead, Priscilla. Uh, thank you. <clears throat> this is Priscilla H. Grateful to be physically recovered and recovering in, in every other way. That's an ongoing process uh, for my food addiction, but but never, never cured. This is an interesting little piece of the chapter that I never paid much attention to before. But what comes to me today is that the guys, and it was mostly guys who wrote this book, saw the invention of the airplane as a wonderful, marvelous thing. Um, and, And the airplane was... Air travel was invented. Kitty Hawk happened long about the time my parents were born, in the very early years of the 20th century. Um, Oh, what a wonderful thing that was. Well, little did they know when they wrote this book that Pearl Harbor was coming, and then Hiroshima was coming a few years after that. Horrible things happened as a result of air travel. So... um, and the good and the bad are mixed together. So what can seem very good can turn out not to be so good, and what can seem very bad can turn out maybe to have wonderful good aspects to it. And so what does that have to do with 12-step recovery? For me, it tells me, for one thing, that I don't know what's going to be good and what's going to be bad in my life, what's going to be comfortable or uncomfortable. But there is one, I believe, who does know that one is the higher power of my not understanding. And so I'm learning, little by little, I'm learning at age 86 to to ask my higher power, what's going on? What's going on? whether it seems like something wonderful or something terrible. um, God only knows, but God does know and can point me in the right direction. Um, So with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share. Uh, Thank you so much, Priscilla H. Um, So Tricia C., you're next, and you'll be followed by Terry J. Go ahead, Tricia C. Thanks, Dara. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Tricia C. Recovered in New Hampshire. Um, I look at this when it says, are not some of this, some of us just as biased and unreasonable about the realm of the spirit as the ancients were about the realm of the material. 
I, I think how this applies today for me is, well, I think that I'm supposed to have everything kind of figured out by now. Like all my defects are supposed to have been removed. And I mean, I'm working this program and I'm sponsoring and recovered and everything should. So why am I still struggling? Like, and you know what that says to me? That says that I'm being biased and unreasonable about the realm of the spirit. I am not trusting God that there is a time and a place for everything and that God is in control. You know, I've heard someone said to me, you know, our true addiction behind, uh, underneath all the addictions is uh, an addiction to self-reliance. Uh, and that's, that's my story. Like I am addicted to, I want to know everything. And I also want to be able to figure out everything. And also I blame myself for things if things aren't, if things haven't been cleaned up by now and I'm not, I'm not like doing things the way I think God would have me do them, then I feel like I failed. But really, what if, as it says two paragraphs above, the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of our lives? What if that's really true? And what if the fact that I'm still struggling with some of my character defects is just driving me back to God and making me conscious of the presence of God. So I think I've shared this before, but like I think when I came into this program, and yes, I wanted to lose the 75 pounds that I did, absolutely, and, and I wanted to be a better person. What if being a better person isn't the whole purpose of this? What if being a person who surrenders to God and looks for guidance and not only looks for guidance, but looks for power from, my, from God and gets that power from God? What if that is the point? And so what if I can just keep going back to God with my defects and, and I can just trust and rely on him instead of saying, you know, I was telling my sponsor that I'm feeling a little bit of shame that I'm still in some of these defects. And she's like, you know, that's should have already mastered everything. That's what shame is. And guess what? That that reveals about me. If I wanted to master everything already, I actually just wanted to be a higher power, didn't I? Like, I just wanted to be a better Trisha. Like, I just want... And I Time? think I want to Trisha the crap out of everything. And so um, I'm going to turn to God. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Tricia. Um, and Terry J., you'll be our last chair before we take another list of names. Go ahead, Terry. Good morning. This is Terry J. in Michigan. Uh, abstinent, compulsive, overeater, just for today. Um, just thinking about this paragraph for me. Uh, and the chapter that the paragraph is in, uh, we agnostics and the experiences of um, this flying, you know, and the experience that's been shared throughout this chapter, especially one particular part, a few sentences or paragraphs ago, experience has taught us that these are matters about which for our purpose we need not be worried. They are questions for each individual to settle for himself. So coming to the program, 
uh, I believed in God, the God of my understanding. And as I go through all my life, I have, um, as long as far back as I can remember. But what I am learning is that even though I believe, I didn't trust especially with this area of my life. It may be other areas, but this is what we're, this program is about. I didn't trust the God of my understanding with my compulsive overeating. I still wanted to be in the driver's seat. And I've had uh, some time and some understanding and some very dear people help me with this piece of getting, turning over my food to God, turning over my disease to God, um, and letting it become one God in my life, not two, not a separate God. This, you know, God, you can't meddle in my food, or God, you can't meddle in this area, but you can have these areas. So I'm accepting today that I have to completely give every part of me over to the God of my understanding. And as somebody says often, uh, sometimes not so much of my understanding. And um, it's been an experience to really give to God every part of my life, and I'm grateful for this program, I'm grateful for a vision for you and all the people that are a part of a vision for you, even those that don't share, but those that are here that are praying and seeking a better understanding and just grateful. Today, that will be my word, grateful, gratitude, and acceptance. And thanks for letting me share. This is Terry J. again in Michigan. Have a great day, folks. Thanks for your share, Terry J. Um, so before I take another list of names, I just want to um, let anyone who joined us late uh, know that we are on page 51 of the big book, the second paragraph. We asked ourselves this, ending with airplane travel was in full swing. Although we value everyone's experience, strength, and hope, this meeting requests that you limit your share to every third day to give everyone a chance to share. So if you um, did not share Friday or Monday, please unmute and um, feel free to give your names. I'd love to take another another list. Got it, got it, Pamela, I got you. Um, okay. Uh, Linda D. Linda D. There was, some, uh, there was a voice before Linda's that was a little bit hard to hear. Who was that? Okay, I heard Gabriel and I heard someone B. Who is the someone B? Sarah B. Sarah B. Okay, I got you, Toby W. And I can take one more. Susan SH. Okay, got it. So I've got um, Pamela P., Linda D., Gabriel, I didn't catch your last initial, Sarah B., Toby W., and Susan SH. Go ahead, Pamela P., get us started. Uh, and Pamela, you'll need to press star one to unmute. Yeah, I hear you so much. Yeah, My name is Pamela P. Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. 
Um, so when I read the paragraph about the, the airplane thing like that, I I just feel like just because something started, you don't exactly could finish it. And to me, because that concern with the food, because the program work and you work it, but ED, it just, to me, since I got older, it just been so, I must have a certain resonance, like a, 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 a certain plan every day. And if I don't follow that plan, call my sponsor, make call, um, work on my step, do step work, pray, it, a bunch of things. And if I don't do it just one day, I could lose it. And I had lost my accent. It been horrible. Right now, I'm trying to get it back. But certain foods is still calling me. And, and like, in the middle of the day, it seems like that when my vulnerability comes with the food. So I really got to work the program to my best ability. Either or money, because money could be evil with the program with me. If I have too much money on me. I might dense. So I know how much the particular food costs that are safe food. And I'm about to eat that when I go to the gym because I got a restaurant right near it. So I'm just praying to God. And also, I get over, I'm very sensitive and triggering. Like sometimes my boyfriend, mothers, he say things that trigger me. And I must be focused that I don't overreact and want to turn to excess food. So these are things I got to think about. And recovery is not easy to get back. So when you, I lose my recovery, that is so scary. So I'm in a fragile state right now, but I am getting back to recovery. I thank God for visiting for you, for my regular OA program, for my amazing sponsor. And I'm not giving up. And my birthday next month, and I've been trying to lose at least 8 to 10 more pounds before my birthday. Hopefully, I get to my goal weight somewhere in February. Thank you to let me speak. Do not give up on yourself, because God will never will. I pass. Mm, thank you, Pamela P., for your share. Linda D., you're up. You'll be followed by Gabriel H. Go ahead, Linda. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. from Connecticut. I'm so grateful to have the gift of life. It didn't originate in me. It was a gift to me. Some people didn't wake up today, but I did. What am I going to do with it? I'm in a 12-step program because I'm self-destructive with food, and it's built on a whole system of beliefs, the main one of which is I'm not good enough. I'm a piece of crap. And I got to hide under something. And it started with food in order to hide, in order to be safe. And there was a certain amount of that that was true because my brain chemistry is not and never will be in this lifetime normal. It makes me nervous, gives me a nervous disposition like it says in the book. The bottom line is this is using the steps, the big book, and relying on the help that I get from all of you because I cannot do this alone. I need all of that. It pushes me toward God, and it pushes me toward trust. Trust is probably the hardest thing I've ever had to learn. Trusting the invisible force, 
which I now know is love. And I'm not guessing anymore, but it took a lot of practice. It takes a lot of practice. And um, so I'll give you an example of what I do. Of course I do it imperfectly. I'm human. I'll always need help from God. Um, I was late on the meeting because the toilet flooded. I never had to deal with that everywhere. And you know what it was. And it was yuck. And I had to use a mop I've never seen before because I'm new back in my home. And my neighbor provided a lot of stuff. I don't know how to use it. And so I asked God, would you help me with this mop? Because I had a choice between panic and the mop. Or, you know, asking God what to do. I don't know how to even use this mop. It's a twisty thing. Well, it worked out. Now, that sounds stupid, except what could be more practical than practicing the presence of God in the middle of a problem? And it doesn't matter what it is, but God is there because God is within. And I know that definitely, but I have to tune into it. I have to plug into love and it's not going to look like um, a garden party sometime. It's going to be tough because life is demanding at times, very demanding, good or evil. And I pick good. I pick love. Pass. Great. Thank you so much, Linda D. Gabriel H. is up and will be followed by Sarah B. Go ahead and share with us, Gabriel. Gabriel H., Florida. Uh, excellent, excellent meeting as always. Uh, I appreciate so much. I was reading this section in the book just the other day on, uh, you know, here the Wright brothers are. They've, they've already gone into the air and yet people are are saying, yeah, it can't be true. Uh, just not willing to accept something that doesn't fit in to their belief system, to their traditional thinking system, to anything. Just unwilling to bend that knee and come to the, uh, I'm not such a big deal after all, I'm helpless, I, I can't do things on my own, help me dear God. It's so amazing and I get really excited when I think about the massive size of the ranks of all the anonymouses. I mean, every size, shape, variation from gambling to overeating to alcohol to on and on and on. And how we as a collective body have all learned uh, these 12 steps through experience that in fact have made us more able to open up and allow our thinking to be adjusted or changed, thrown out, or entirely renewed. That's what this is all about. As I, as I look through my eyes today, I say, look at this. This is God has this massive group of people that have all gone through these steps and are more ready than anybody else on planet Earth to accept a different way of thinking. And when I apply all this to the higher power reality of, well, who's yours? Who's mine? How? I mean, it can be anything you want it to be. It could be Lake Michigan. It can be a balloon. It can be, it can be your dog. It can be whatever you want it to be. But what about 
what about if it's not all those different things? What about if it's a personal, specific, intimate relationship that you can actually know about? Well, I just get excited. And, and I'll tell you what, I love learning things where I get to see how reliable God is. Uh, God says that give generously and it will be given to you. But not just given to you in any way, but it will be given to you shaken down, pressed together, and running over the sides. So I wrote what I thought was a pretty generous check to uh, uh, a vision for you because this is a very helpful place and I love the meetings. And let it go. And three days later, I got back that amount as a Christmas present, the exact same amount. And then two days later, I got another check that was four times bigger than what I said. And I went, that's exactly exactly what God said he would do. So amazing, amazing, amazing. God bless you one and all. Thank you. Thank you, Gabriel H., for your share. so Sarah B, it's your turn, and you'll be followed by Toby W. Go ahead, Sarah. Hi, this is Sarah B from Portland, Maine. Can you hear me all right? Uh, yes, we can. Go ahead, Sarah B. Okay, thank you. Hi. Um, I guess what I'm thinking, thanks, everybody, for being there, first of all. And um, I guess what I was thinking about this passage was that I truly have had faith thus far that I, this simply is something that I will never be able to do. <laughs> I have tried so many, so many times. Um, and, you know, I'm a chronic relapser um, over many, many, many years. And yet um, there's a spark. There's some kind of spark and faith in me, you know. I, I mean, I love this paragraph because it's like, I'm like the right brothers, you know, there's something in me that believes, like, this can still happen for me. And where I get that something is from the faith of all these people who could say, you know, I'm recovered, or I'm physically recovered, and I'm still mentally and emotionally and spiritually recovering. And, and I want that. And I can't stop trying. And I kind of feel like that spark is my peace of God, you know, that I'm holding on to. Um, today is day 17. It's probably, I can't, I, you know, I always make up some ridiculous number, like the 7,322nd time that I've done this. Um, but it's day 17, and I'm speaking on the line, and I wake up, and I put you guys in my head, and this program in my head, and I turn it over the best of my ability. And when that thought that has taken me out hundreds of times, you know, at 930 at night, it's just an apple, which is this huge lying thought that I get all the time. It's just an apple. Because I really realized that this is a process addiction for me. Uh, you know, I I really just want to chew stuff and swallow. It's not even about only the addiction to food or compulsive overeating. I'm addicted to eating the process of it. And I just, I don't know, so far for 16 days, I haven't believed that lie. And I think it's because I'm willing to finally have a voice on a vision for you. And I'm just going to keep coming back. And I'm so grateful. I have a faith I can fly. And uh, I see you guys flying. So thank you so much. 
Thank you, Sarah B., for your share. Um, Toby W., you're up, and you'll be followed by Susan S. Each. Go ahead, Toby. Good morning. Um, my name is Toby W., and I'm from the Boston area. And um, as I'm listening to the reading and listening to the shares, I realize that the what I think they're trying to tell me is that don't stop trying. Somebody just talked about that. And um, if the Wright brothers had given up, um, we would be walking across the country um, or driving across the country um, or wherever. And um, so I just want to say that this morning, I am not going to give up. I'm going to uh, do what I need to do to um, go to God, uh, weigh and measure my food, and um, start working the steps. Um, it doesn't make any difference how many times I've done this. Um, I start again today, and with that, I pass. Oh, thank you, Toby W., for your share. Um, Susan S.H., we will have time for some more shares after you. So for anyone who's considering sharing, just a reminder, we're on page 51, the second paragraph. We asked ourselves this, ending with airplane travel was in full swing. So Susan S.H., go ahead and share with us. Good morning. This is Susan S.H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in St. Mary's, Ohio. And uh, what I see and what, I, what has come to me during this meeting from a paragraph that I read, and sometimes it stands out and sometimes it doesn't, but today it stands out. We asked ourselves, some of, some of us are not some of us just as biased and unreasonable about the realm of the spirit as, the, as were the ancients about the realm of the material. Yeah, that was me. Absolutely, that was me. I was biased by the years of dieting and failing. I could never do it. I don't believe I'll ever, I'll never change. And, uh, yeah, I also, I was digging in. I could never stop and stay stopped. And I did not believe that I could come to trust a higher power. I tried all the diets. And some of the paths to God, the bias that I can't do this kept me from launching into the steps during that year and a half that I was going to meetings, I was identifying in, but I just didn't think it could possibly apply to me. And I needed to reopen my mind. I needed to get to the place of desperation. And when I did, things Things came into place for me. I, I found a sponsor, and we worked the steps. And life kept happening, and I got help with with life as it is, with all its problems. And I have come to be so grateful that today I have directions that bring me right back, right back in difficult times to a higher power who I don't know 
you know, I, I don't know who it is, what it is, but something's there. And I get help. I've gotten so much help. Things that I couldn't do are things that higher power helps me with. And what's my job is to take action, do my part, share what I'm given, and surrender. And so I'm very grateful to be right where I am today and learning and sharing with you all. So um, I'm going to pass there. Thanks. Great. Thank you so much, Susan S.H., for your share and your service. We have time for two more shares. So um, if you'd like to share, feel free to press star 1 to unmute and give your first name and last initial. I'm sorry. The first two people who came in, I heard someone Z, and then someone else's voice came in a little faint. Savannah G. Okay, Savannah G. Chris G in Tennessee. Okay, we'll just go with that. Um, And sorry if I miss people. So Silvana G, you'll be first, followed by Chris G. Go ahead, Silvana. Okay, can can you hear me now? Yes, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Oh, wait, and then we just lost you. So um, press star one again, Silvana. Okay, I'm going to try this again. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah, Um, we can hear you. Okay. I'm still Savannah, and I just want to identify in to, to, as a recover, as a person in recovery, I just want to, like I hear a lot of people say, claim my seat because I had an unexpected, um, unexpected uh, cancellation of my flight, which delays me another week, and that's really hard. This is really hard. Um, so I just have to be very mindful and I just wanted to be uh, 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 mindful of what, um, you know, what this can do to me. And that's why I just wanted to identify in as a compulsive overeater and thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Silvana. Thank you for sharing safe travels. Um, Chris G, go ahead and share with us, please. Thank you. I want to thank everybody that has shared today and everybody that brings this meeting to us through their service. And my name is Chris G. I do live in Tennessee. And um, so uh, the Wright brothers uh, uh, um, did not do this on the spare time. They, they, they made the work a priority. And the Wright brothers uh, uh, spent years and they were not following. They were they were following the new idea, but they weren't following what people had done before them. They were doing it differently, and they were devoted. These two men were so devoted to the idea of what they were trying to accomplish, they did not get married. They did not get married or raise children. They were devoted to their idea. Even their sister uh, was devoted to her brother's idea and, and, and backed them up. And then how the airplane travel came to what 
it is today was a lot affected by what Charles Lindbergh did uh, promoting airplane travel and showing that, and and he went around the country telling municipalities to build airports. And the Wright brothers didn't do everything. Other people followed the Wright brothers that made uh, uh, things happen, that changed things. And so, um, yeah, we can, uh, the Wright brothers is, is an amazing story. And uh, we don't we don't get the whole story, but it's not something that they did as a hobby. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Chris G, for your share. You know, a little birdie told me that Maria G had also wanted to share, and I think we have time for a two minute share, Maria G, if you um, would like to press star one and unmute and share with us. Thank you so much. This is Maria G, recovering compulsive overeater, and um, I want to just talk about the uh, the thought that something was impossible, and it turns out with God it's possible anything, and the perseverance and the action that has to be taken in order to accomplish what it is your your uh, your dream is or your uh, wish and your hopes, and so I I see that in myself that I remember coming in, I didn't think it was ever going to be possible that I could give up. Um, sugar was my drug of choice, so to speak. And, um, but that the perseverance and continuing to keep conscious contact with God and that today um, so much more is, is possible. Um, as is with this, uh, the dream that they had now that flight is something that you don't even think about. So um, I'm just so grateful to be in recovery. I'm grateful to have this outlet to um, hear the the book, the big book, and um, and just know that I can change. I can't change anybody else, but I can change myself. And um, I'm so much more at peace. And I, I'll pass on that. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. Oh, thank you, Maria, for sharing. Thank you to everyone who shared and to everyone who did service today, all of our readers, all of our backup people, and um, uh uh, yeah, <laughs> everyone on the line, and thank you everyone who did service for the month of December. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Matt J.F. will be hosting that. The share ID for today's um, meeting, this meeting, um, is 19,790, and that's for this 7 a.m. meeting on the 27th of December. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Susan S.H. please read a vision for you for us? Go ahead, Susan S.H. Okay, I'm ready. It's Susan S.H. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. 
and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.